welcome to the very first episode of the Freedom Medium podcast. I am the Freedom Medium and your host, Crystal Moreland. And I'm really, honestly, if I'm going to be quite honest, I'm very nervous um, going into this first episode and recording this. And I have done podcasts before and I've been so confident and so sure and just really felt like, you know, I, I knew what I was talking about and I could do it effectively. And this is quite different. This is a whole new experience for me in the fact that I am stepping into a whole new path in my life and a whole new um, realm, really, if you want to call it that. And it's very vulnerable for me to come at things when I don't already like know all of the ins and outs. I have always been that kind of person that I'm, you know, going into something I always fully prepare, if not over prepare, and I always have everything, you know, organized and neat and stacked in little boxes and, you know, everything's checked off and I, like, I know what I'm doing and I do that in an effort to prevent failure. I think that I've always just done that in my life and it's kind of like my ego's way of protecting me or thinking that it's protecting me anyways by trying to you know, control the outcome of the situation and eliminating all variables that could prevent that from happening, like, you know, me stumbling on my words or not, you know, not being 100% knowledgeable on what it is I am about to do or talk about or teach. And, um, you know, so that if someone were to ask me a question, I would know all the answers, you know, and this is definitely not that for me, this is the first time in my life really where I am allowing myself to be without all of the answers um, before I take that step. And I think that spirit is really calling me, my guides and my team and everything. They're really calling me to step forth and take a leap of faith, take take that leap, jump off that cliff when I have no idea what's under me. I have no idea, you know, if the parachute on my back is going to work. I have no idea if the ground is soft or if it's a stream or if I'm about to, you know, dive headfirst into um, like a waterfall or what. I have no idea. And I feel like I'm really being pushed and expanded outside of my comfort zone for a reason. And, um, you know, I kind of thought that podcasts and that kind of um, life of having everything known and, and also teaching what I'm what I know was behind me and that me stepping into this new path and this new um purpose that it would leave all of that stuff behind. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, um, I found out very quickly that it's one of those things that like my team is calling me to do. They're really asking me to, to do this. And, um, 
it came in yesterday, in fact, um, very strongly that I was to do this and create this podcast that would essentially be a diary, um, a documentation method, so to speak, of my mediumship journey and the things that I'm learning and the things that I'm experiencing and a way for me to kind of um, get the information out of my mind so that I can process it, but also kind of help expand the awareness of how accessible this is for literally anyone and everyone. Because I think that's such a misconception. And I know it was certainly my misconception too. I mean, I always thought that people that have these gifts or these abilities to, whether it's connect with people and loved ones that have already passed on or see, you know, psychically into the future, into, you know, possible timelines and, um, you know, possible outcomes, things of that nature. I always thought that those people were like born special, right? Like they just had this like special thing that they were gifted with and God blessed them with that. And I just didn't happen to pull the, you know, golden ticket. I didn't happen to get the golden ticket from my (laughs) chocolate bar. So I was not selected. And what I have found very, very quickly is that that is the absolute furthest thing from the truth. And so I think that not only for my own personal growth, but also for building the awareness on a global scale um, for other people to realize that this is available to anyone and everyone who desires it, wills it, um, intends upon it. This is a this is available to everyone, and I think that this podcast and me being called and and asked um, by my spirit guides, by by my team um, in spirit, to step forth and do this, even though it makes me uncomfortable as hell going into this. Um, you know, I, I think that this is ultimately for the greater good, and that's really why they're bringing this forth. But. So that being said, um, you know, mediumship for me is something I've always been intrigued by, interested in. I remember as a little girl seeing things on TV um, that were, you know, people like psychics, you know, doing readings and things like that. And I was always like, this is the coolest thing ever. But there again, there was that whole like, you know, you hear the stories like, oh, I've already, I've always known that I've had this since I was young. I was seeing dead people when I was, you know, four years old. And I'm like, well, that's definitely not me. Definitely not me. So clearly I don't have this, but it's really cool. And I really wish I did. Um, So in that aspect, mediumship has always kind of been there in the background for me as an interest. Um, I've always been drawn to the occult type things. And that's probably because I have a shitload of (laughs) planets in Scorpio. Um, and I am very much drawn to all things, I guess you could call them occult, uh, woo woo, um, spiritual unknown, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. And, but for me, 
the actual ability to tap into that, to connect to other souls, um, to connect to someone's future self, you know, those things, that was always something that I never felt that I could do. And um, interestingly enough, about three years ago, I purchased a book and I'm trying to remember the name. I think it's I think it's called So You Want to Be a Medium. I'm pretty sure. I I don't know for sure. I don't have that book here close to me right now to double check. But um so I had I've been previously married and um the relationship, you know, didn't didn't end up working out, um, but we were able to remain friends afterwards and he passed a few years ago and I just remember feeling like so sad for that loss of friendship and that loss of connection and really wanting to connect with him in the spirit realm. And um, I knew the only way that I could do that was to be a medium. But I also knew, quote unquote, I knew at that time I wasn't gifted with these talents or abilities. So you know, I bought this book kind of in, a, in an effort of like, oh, well, there's a book out here about this. Maybe I can be, but it never really went anywhere. I read a little bit of it, but I never, I never felt that like pull to like really dive into it. And looking back, I know that at that time in my life, I wasn't ready. I really wasn't. I had a lot to go through and grow through, um, spiritually, mentally, all of these things to get to that place where I could be open to receiving that ability, you know, and that connection. But it was interesting that that kind of came in. And that was really the first time that I started thinking, okay, well, maybe it's possible. Maybe you don't have to be like the special unicorn to be able to tap into these things. Um, but it just kind of sat dormant in the background, you know, and then about a year ago, a little less than a year ago, um, I received a reading from a beautiful, beautiful soul. She's so wonderful. I'd actually been referred to her um, by my sister-in-law and my current sister-in-law. I'm married again. And um, she had referred me to this woman who she had had, you know, some readings with and found her to be very, very accurate, very genuine, very you know, pure and within integrity. And, um, so I had a reading with her and she pointed out that I had the ability to do what she was doing if I was so interested, but that she had this wonderful way of not kind of forcing me into that path, just kind of putting it out there. Is it like, you know, here's three different foods on the table. You can, you know, we know you like them all. You can just pick whichever one's your favorite and go with that for your meal, you know, that kind of thing. And so I kind of, you know, kept my, kept it in the background of my mind for a little bit, thought that was great confirmation that I could do that. And, um, but I just wasn't ready. I had some other things that I, I was really focused on. And so anyway, um, fast forward to this past December and I had another reading with her. And at this point I had been through like massive dark night of the soul. Um, everything was crumbling around me and I was like, 
what am I supposed to do? Why am I here? Like, I need to know now. I'm ready to know. Like, I'm ready to do what it takes to, to step into, like, my true soul's purpose, soul's mission here on this earth. Like, what is that? And she told me that, you know, I... I'm here to do this work, you know, to help others heal through connecting you know, with their loved ones and then also to help show them the possibilities that they have and the things that their soul came here to do in this lifetime so that they can, you know, move forward on path and on purpose. And that was really cool. And um, long story short, I planned on going to... Uh, Arthur Finley College and that college is overseas it's in England and um, it's all about really really getting you trained and and developed in your mediumship and they have all different types of training but then with everything that's been happening worldwide with you know this lovely um, virus and things of that nature with things being shut down the classes kept getting pushed back and I had planned on going in March of this year. So next month, um, but things just kept getting canceled and, and pushed back. So in December, like towards the end of December, I had been led, um, just intuitively led to listen to this podcast by Danielle, Danielle Serank of the Squamish medium. And she was talking about her, program called the initiation and it's basically like a boot camp for mediumship development and um I was like well that's interesting you know I I've I've followed along with her on Instagram for some time now um but I've never really thought to myself like oh I should you know join in on one of her programs and then this came up and I felt very strongly that I was being led here for a reason you know it's kind of like that synchronicity the divine timing things of that nature like why this podcast why now you know that kind of thing because I hadn't actually listened to any of her podcast episodes since like October before this happened right and so or maybe it was even August I think it was actually August (laughs) so it had been a long time and Um, I just kind of, you know, like we humans do like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, whatever, I'm already know what I'm doing over here. I'm not going to pay attention to that right now. And then I just kept coming into my mind, like this is coming up. And so on new year's day, I like woke up that morning and I instantly knew I have to sign up for this period. Like, I don't know why, um, but I, I have to do this. And so I signed up and the program began on, it was like the 20th or 21st of January. So it hasn't even been going on for, it's been three weeks now, three and a half weeks. And it's a six week long program. But man, when she says boot camp, she really means boot camp. <laughs> like you get thrown in. And I thought for sure you know, this is probably going to be like a slow process, slow growth. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done anything like this before. I'm new. You know, I yada, 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 all these excuses, all these things, right. That our brains like to tell us. And I just thought there's no way I'm going to really actually be able to start doing any true, like mediumship work, um, 
for at least several weeks, right? Like there's just no way. Or maybe it's like by the end of the program, then I'll be able to start tapping in. Um, holy cow, was I wrong. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today is, because I also, I want not only for you to get it like very clear to you that if this is something that you are interested in, whether just personally, you know, if you want to connect to loved ones that have passed on or receive guidance for yourself or professionally, you know, you'd love to do something like this professionally, you know, I want you to understand that no matter who you are, where you're from or what your past is, or, you know, whether you've experienced any type of, you know, connection before at all, it doesn't matter. Like you have the ability to do that. But I also in this want to kind of talk about my journey and the things that I experienced so that you can get an idea of what it's like, what it's like to be a reader. So the person that's getting, you know, giving the readings, um, you know, connecting with the world of spirit to deliver these messages, or also what it's like to be the sitter, which I didn't even know that they were called this. But if you are getting a reading from someone else, you're called the sitter. And so I want to give you kind of a good all around view of what that could be like for you. And please keep in mind, everyone's experience is entirely different. And if there's anything that I've learned already in the three weeks of this program, um, it's that we all experience things differently. And based on that, you know, how we experience things, how we perceive things, how we take in things, you know, as well as our mindset and how much we believe in the possibility of things, all of these things factor in to what spirit can deliver to us and what then we can relay to someone else, right? Um, or what, what information we can gather for ourselves if we're, you know, doing it for ourselves. So, um, you know, there it's no one's experience is going to be exactly like mine. Your experience won't be exactly like mine. My experience won't be exactly like yours either, but at least gives you some idea to understand this is not for special unicorns, right? Like this, you don't have to be this, you know, amazing person with your life together who God was just like, oh my gosh, you deserve all the blessings and to be able to tap into everything and yada, yada, yada. No, like this is for everyone. We are all special. Okay. We're all special unicorns. Let's just go with that. (laughs) So when the very first day that this program started the initiation, the very first day, And I'm sitting over here thinking like, I don't know my ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to this stuff. I know nothing about this or how to do this or whatever. And um, I start, you know, on the, the first part of the training. She gives us this assignment to take a look at, she had like a a document with several different mediums that have passed on, right? Um, they're, they're already not here with us in human form anymore. And she says, okay, I want you to just kind of look at this and, you know, meditate on this list of names and faces. And then I want you to go in and really like set the intention to connect with one of these people, one of these spirits, um, that they'll be kind of like your guide through this course, right? Like your mediumship guide through this course and through this program. 
And I thought, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I am not going to get anything. This is crazy. I don't even know what I'm doing. And so and I was like, you just have to give it a try. And which is so funny. That was not me thinking that or saying that, by the way. Um, it certainly sounded like my voice in my head, but it was not me because a human crystal was like, yeah, scratch that. This is a waste of my time. Like, I already know I can't do this right now. <laughs> but I had, I heard this voice that was like, you have to do this. And, um, so I, you know, looked at the list of faces and names and, um, I closed my eyes and, you know, set the intention, kind of asked like, um, to be guided to this, whoever this person is for me. And sure enough, this woman came in to my mind's eye. And when I say my mind's eye, it's like, I can see her at this point. I, I could not physically see her. Um, like I could see you if we're looking at each other right now, right? If we're standing next to each other and talking to each other, I could like see her outline. Essentially I could see the color of her hair. Um, but I couldn't see her now later in later episodes, I will, or I guess later in this one, I will show you that in my mind's eye. Now I can see head to toe, full physical body of people. Um, I mean, I can describe them to you as though they're like standing here in the physical form, but I'm not seeing it with my eyes, like with my human eyes, I'm seeing it in my mind, but it's playing to me as though it's happening. Like it's a very vivid picture, if that makes sense. Like, uh, like you're watching a movie, right? Um, watching a movie in your head. <laughs> but anyway, this woman comes forth, she's got blonde hair. And so immediately I knew because the pictures that we were supplied, there was only one picture in color. So, um, and then the other, I'm not sure. I can't remember fully, but the, the, I know the other pictures were black and white, but I'm pretty sure there was one or two other women on there, but they had dark hair visibly in the pictures. So anyway, um, so I knew immediately that this woman was that woman from the sheet that was it had a colored picture, picture in color, not a black and white photo. And she came through, her voice was very clear and it sounded, it was so funny. Um, after this experience, I like ran out my husband, it, this was on a Friday my husband's off on Fridays. And I ran out to our shop. We have this like big, um, metal building that he works on cars and does stuff in. And I like ran out to him and I was like, oh my God. Okay. So this woman came through and she sounds like she's in her seventies and like she smoked like five packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> like her voice was so distinct and so clear. Um, it was a voice that I had never personally heard before. And so I knew from that, like logically, you know, my mind is trying to sit here and like put things together. Like, you know, really like maybe, maybe this is someone that you're like putting her into. I'd never heard of someone sound like that before. Like I've never had a relationship with someone that, um, had that voice, you know, things of that nature. So I'm like, where would this voice even come from? Right? Like how would I make, just make up a random voice in my head anyway. Um, but she came through and I was able to actually like write down the conversation that we were having as we were having it, which I thought was so beautiful. Um, and 
she, there was one point where my phone had actually like dinged and she flat out said, turn that shit off and started like laughing, like cackling. It was so, I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> I always picture like spirit is like, oh, this sweet little loving soul, you know, and she is a firecracker, super smart alecky and, um, you know, kind of like a, a take no shit kind of gal. Um, but so she had a great sense of humor too. And I had thought when she first came in about, you know, like her voice and the sound of it and things. And, um, you know, clearly she, she's able to receive those thoughts as well that I'm having. But, um, before we wrapped up our little meeting together, she said, someone else is here that wants to come in. And this other woman came in and, um, told me her name and she had this like very sweet kind of like melodic voice. And I even thought to myself, I, and I wrote down on the paper that I was documenting this conversation on, I wrote down that she had a sweet voice and immediately the first lady was like, well, what about mine? <laughs> and she started like cackling again. And so it was just fun. It was mind blowing that literally within one hour of starting this program, I was already experiencing real life mediumship. And that is so crazy to me because I did not expect it to happen that quickly. Um, and it was so neat to see that, you know, there were, there's, I think there's like 40, 44 or 46 of us in the program, 44. There's 44 of us in the program right now going through this program. And it was so neat to see people comment in the group, um, you know, their experiences and everyone's experiences were so different. The things that they were seeing or that they were feeling or that they were getting uh, were all so different. And there were people that also, um, you know, didn't quite get an, an like hard, solid, like this is who I'm getting. Um, but they, kept coming back and trying it until they got something, which was so amazing um, because they, they felt something, right? They just didn't get it all in one fell swoop. So experiences all across the board, which are amazing, but all experiences the same, you know, which is phenomenal to me. Here we all are doing this, like almost all of us for the first time ever, having no experience prior. And yet we're all experiencing something from the world of spirit, which is so cool. And so I got done with my little, <laughs> my little connection meeting, um, with these two wonderful souls. And of course, then after that's done and you have time to like sit with it and think about everything that just happened. And I'm looking back down at like the written conversation and I'm just going like, holy crap, like what the hell? This is, does this make sense? Does this not make sense? And, you know, I had ran out and I had told my husband about the first lady and then how the second lady had, you know, sweet voice. And, you know, that the, the first lady was like cracking jokes and da, 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 da. And, you know, that's when I'm still on like the high from the connection. And then I came back inside and I went back and, you know, got, got busy back into work. And I started like, thinking about it. 
and like second guessing everything and doubting what I experienced. I mean, like I just had to have made that up. I had to have made that up. There's no way that this is possible this fast. Like I had to have made that up. You know, that whole thought of like, I'm not a special unicorn, you know, those things that linger in our subconscious, um, from a lifetime of, of thinking that way, we're still kind of there pressing upon, you can't believe what you see, you know, you, you can't always believe what you see. And so about an hour and a half or two hours later, I was sitting at my desk and my desk is down in our basement and it's like where my office is. And I was sitting down in my office downstairs and I got this like, almost like really loud voice. Again, it was in my head. It sounded like me, but it came out of nowhere. And it was like this really loud voice. It was like, you need to look up that woman, like the first woman. You need to look her up, like right now. Look her up, like get on the internet and look her up. So I typed her name in, um, in the, in the Google search bar. And the very first search result that popped up was a TV interview that she had done like three years before she passed, um, for like a local news station. And, um, I guess she'd like just written a book or something like that, another book. And she was doing this interview in her like hometown essentially. And so I clicked on the video and the newscaster comes on first and he's like introducing her. And then the camera pans to her, which is the same lady that I like saw slash felt in, in this experience. And then she starts talking and it was like, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it right now. It was the most mind blowing, surreal experience it was, I just, <laughs> like, I'm speechless thinking about it, thinking back to that. Um, this was just like three weeks ago. Um, it was the exact same voice that I heard. Exact same voice. Like, 70 to 80 year old woman who smokes five packs a day. That's what her voice sounded like, right? Very raspy, very, very deep. And I ran upstairs like a maniac at this time. By Like, this time my husband was in the house. And... Um, he's like sitting in the recliner and in our living room and I like run up, I'm shaking, like shaking. My whole body is trembling because I just, here I was like, I had this experience and it felt very real. And then I just spent the last like hour and a half doubting everything that I experienced and convincing myself that it was all just, you know, in my head, like, <laughs> in my human head, not, you know, not any connection. And then here was this interview with this woman and her voice was the exact voice that came through. Like how, how does that, there's no logical explanation for that. Right. So I'm like running upstairs, I'm shaking, like trembling frantically. I'm in tears and I had forgotten my phone downstairs in my like rush to like make sense of that. I needed someone else to validate for me that I wasn't crazy essentially. And so I was like, get out your phone, get out your phone, get out your phone. And he was like, what is going on? And I said, I need you to look this up right now. Look this up, look this up, look this up. And he like typed her name in on, you know, his, um, web browser and he 
the video popped up and I was like, play that video right now, play that video. And so he plays it. And as soon as her voice comes on, I am like, now I'm like hysterical, like bawling, like so hysterical. And I'm like, that's the voice. That's the voice that I heard. That's the voice that this is, this is her. This is what I heard. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, this doesn't make sense. Like I thought I made it all up. Da, da, da. And I was like, I can't believe it. Like it's real. This, this is real. This happened. And he just kind of like chuckled, like just calmly. And he was like, I think you're more surprised about this than I am. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Like, how can I doubt so much? And keep in mind, my husband is like, he did not believe in any of this crap two years ago, probably even a year ago, really. Like, he just, you know, he's always been a skeptic, never really into this stuff. He's like, if that's, you know, your thing and you think that tarot cards are cool and that you're getting something from that or you're, you know, working with your pendulum and you think that you're getting something from that or whatever, or you want to go walk barefoot outside in the grass and you call that grounding or whatever that means. I don't know what any of that work, you know, means, but okay, like I'll support you, but I don't, you know, he doesn't necessarily have any reason to believe and so <laughs> for him to be in this position of like just utter faith in the things that I'm getting and receiving and, and experiencing and for me to be like no tell me I'm like literally tell me I'm crazy prove to me I'm crazy prove to me I'm wrong <laughs> it's just it was so unexpected um but it was just crazy and at that point I realized there's something here like this, there's something here. I've got to at least allow myself the opportunity to believe that maybe there's a possibility that this could be real, right? And it's interesting because I believe other people, you know, when I've had readings and the the proof, so to speak, the validation has come through that what they're getting is accurate. Um, you know, I, I don't doubt them. I don't, I don't mistrust them. I... I fully believe in their capabilities. It's my own capabilities that is the question, which is, you know, that is the case for all of us, isn't it, right? We can lift each other up and we can support each other and cheer each other on and believe the absolute best in everyone around us. But when it comes to believing that about ourselves, that we're worthy of that, that we're capable of that, that we're special enough for that, um, that's, that's really where the work is, right? the building of that faith and that trust in ourselves. And so it was incredible. And, um, the, the funny thing was, is that as mind blowing as this experience was, um, I thought, okay, wow, we've really been like thrown in. We're getting something the first week. That's fantastic. And then I find out like a few hours later, cause we had that, like later that afternoon, we had um, like a group coaching call and uh, Danielle and the, you know, founder of the initiation, the runner of the program, um, her business, she created this. She says, okay, well, you guys are going to have two practice readings a week and um, you'll be assigned your practice reading partners starting tomorrow morning, like every, every Saturday. And I know I was not the only person in the group that was like jaw on the floor. 
holy crap, what do you mean? Like, we're going to be practicing on each other? Like, this is different. If I'm getting things in my head and I think that this is real, awesome. But now you want me to practice on someone else? <laughs> like, that's There's a whole lot more on the line here, right? I mean, it's only practice. So there's less on the line than doing it professionally, but holy crap, right? And so... But also I was very appreciative of that because when I realized that I wasn't going to have to wait the six weeks of the program before I was going to be able to start experiencing this for myself, I, I wanted more. And so scary or not, I was excited for the possibility of doing these practice readings and doing them with people that I don't know so that, I mean, there's really a difference between reading for someone that you've never met before in your life and reading for someone that like, let's say is your husband or your best friend, right? You know so much about, you know so much about their background or their family or, or their experiences in life. And so reading for them, it's kind of like, okay, is the information that I'm getting muddled by the things that I already know, or is this information actually coming in from, you know, from the world of spirit from outside of myself? And So getting to read for people I've never met before was like thrilling as though, even though it was, you know, a little nerve wracking because it's like, okay, I have real people here who can validate what I'm getting that I, I know nothing about. And so that will be kind of like the true Testament, right? The true, the true gauge as to whether or not what I'm, what I'm connecting to, what I'm receiving is indeed accurate. And so I want to kind of talk about the very first practice reading I had in this episode because it was very, very interesting um, the way that it all came to be. And so I had this first practice reading. Um, Her and I set up a time to get together and we did this over Zoom. Um, so we're seeing each other face to face, you know, and that is another really cool thing that I love is that this can be done anytime, anywhere, like, you know, it doesn't have to be with people in your hometown. It doesn't have to be like in person. It can be the energy is everywhere. Right. And we can tap into that anywhere. We don't have to physically even be on this planet to connect to that. And so I love that, that we're like, there, there are no limits to this, right? There's no, no limits to what we can access, what we can do. Um, it's amazing. It's absolutely astounding, especially since I live in a place where we're like very, (laughs) very conservative, right? People are very conservative around here. There are like little tiny pockets of people that are open to these kinds of things and these kinds of experiences, but that is few and far between, right? Majority is very, very like close-minded to these types of things and very much like um, either in disbelief or thinking that it's um, like, I don't know, like satanic, (laughs) Um, you know, even in my own family, like my own, um, like my, my grandmother, you know, and I love her. Like she's probably like the person I am closest to on the entire face of the planet. And, um, you know, I, I cannot share this with her, unfortunately, because of her own beliefs and, um, 
and that's fine. You know, that's okay for her to believe. I'm not here to convince anyone. Um, I'm just here to help those who feel called to work with me. And so anyway, um, it's very cool that we can do this anywhere and connect with people anywhere. Um, so the first person that I met with, my very first practice reading, uh, is very cool. She lives actually in a place that I have been wanting to visit my entire life. She's up in the Pacific Northwest and, um, she and I got together and when she actually, I sat for her first. So she did her practice reading on me and then I did my practice reading on her and we were told to keep these readings like, yeah, right around like 15 minutes. Right. So usually when you're paying for a reading, you're getting, you know, 45 minutes to an hour with someone. And right now as we're developing, um, you know, we were encouraged just to start out at the 15 minute mark and, you know, stay around there for our practice readings, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I think by week two is like 20 minutes. Um, but just so there's a lot that goes into this and a lot of <laughs> energy that comes in. And if you're not careful and you're not doing things properly, um, which we'll talk about that, you know, some other time, but if you're not, you can get sick, right? Because as humans, we're designed to like live in this 3d shell. And when we're connecting to spirit and connecting to, um, the, this higher vibration, we're like raising ourselves up. And so it's like, we can't live at that vibration, right? We're just, we're in a 3D shell. And so if you stay in that too long and you're not ready for it, um, you know, and you're not, you're not there yet, essentially, you can get very sick. And so we had this session and the first, when I first started, you know, connecting, tapping in, um, for her, this woman came into view and this time I could see her as though I was like standing in the room with her and I could see, I could see all of her. I was able to describe what she looked like. Um, I was able to describe like the, the house that we were in and the, the surroundings and she was giving me images of different things, you know, um, like I saw horses and, um, there was, you know, there's like all these different components that were coming in at the same time, but I was seeing her very strongly, but I also wasn't getting, it was like, she wasn't talking to me, right? Like she was just kind of like sitting there. And, um, I even got very, very specific, like 1987 Jeep Wagoneer. <laughs> like, like, I don't even know what to do with this, but this is what I'm getting, you know? So someone who, you know, maybe she drove this or something like that. But I was, you know, giving all of this, it's called evidence, right? You're giving all of this evidence. And my sitter, she was like, I have no idea who this is. No idea. None. And um, from the reading, I was able to, to discern that this woman, she'd already passed. I was able to discern like the approximate age that she passed and um, what, what side of the family she was on but my sitter had no idea who this was. And that is just the reality of the situation, right? Like sometimes that happens. And so 
is one of those things that it could have tripped me up very quickly and been like, you know, le- left me feeling defeated. Like, okay, well, what I'm seeing is clearly like none of this is real and I just suck and, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's such a strong image. And um, so, you know, we kind of, we got to the place where we realized like this spirit, this, this soul is not speaking to me, not telling me anything that I can discern. I'm just getting the images and I'm seeing her. Um, so don't really have anything to work off of here. And my sitter has no idea who she is. So I said, okay, we'll just, you know, like keep it in the back of my, and she was wonderful. She was so gracious, so wonderful. And she's like, I'm going to ask my family. Like, I'm going to ask, you know, my parents, like, do you know who this might be? Yada, yada. Um, which was amazing. And then I had asked her, so one of the things that Daniel had said, like, you know, you can ask, like, if you, if you want, you can ask if there's someone that they're wanting to connect with, like, ask them for that person's name. And, you know, of course, my first time in, I was like, I'm not asking for a name. Like, I want to see what I can do, right? Like, I want to see how far I can take this. I don't want to lean on the crutch of asking someone for a name. And so um, we'd gone through this, you know, like, first person that had come through and, that, you know, ended up kind of being like a womp womp, like, we don't know what this is, but this is what showed up. And so I asked her, you know, was there someone that you were hoping to connect with today? And she said, yeah. And I said, if you could just give me like the first name, just tell me the first name. And she said the first name of the person that she was trying to connect with. And as soon as she said his name, he came in like very strongly, uh, like, he was right there. And so it's interesting to me that, you know, my first experience was with the, see who you get from this piece of paper. Right. And when I got that, I got this kind of like, I could hear the voice very audibly. Um, I could see like the outline-ish, you know, the shape of the woman. Um, by the end, by the time the second woman came through, I could kind of like see her whole body, but I couldn't quite like get a very clear face, you know? Um, but I, I was getting things audibly and visually, right? Clairvoyance and clairaudience. And so, um, this person comes through that she's wanting to connect with my sitter in my first practice reading. And, um, I'm just going to tell you his name. His first name is Tim, and that will be relevant later in another episode. But I'll explain why in that episode. Um, but remember the name Tim. <laughs> so Tim comes through, and I can see him. I can describe what he's wearing. I can describe like his stature and and build and everything. And she's like, "Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him." That is such a good feeling to have in the sense of like, that's validation that what you're seeing is accurate. Um, but also I would caution you, don't use that as like a high of like, Oh my God, look how awesome I am because you can get tripped up, right? Like no validation and validation should be neutral, right? They're just here as tools to help you like hone your skills and better be able to discern what spirit is trying to, to, to send you, right? The messages that they're trying to, to relay. So Tim comes through and I'm able to describe him. She validates that this is him. And then all of a sudden 
my head started hurting so bad, so bad out of nowhere. And I couldn't, I couldn't like think of anything else. I couldn't get anything else, but my head was like, it hurt. I was telling her, I was like, I don't know what is happening, but like my brain feels like it's trying to push out of my skull. Like, this is so painful. I've never felt this before in my life. And she says, well, he, he passed of a massive brain aneurysm. And I'm like, okay, well, that is an ability. Oh my gosh. I'm getting like, (laughs) getting chills, uh, like confirmation chills, um, up and down my body as I'm saying this. Um, I, I didn't realize that I could have that. Right. And the, the feeling, which is uh, clear sentience, I believe, um, I didn't realize that I could, could feel that it was not comfortable. I, <laughs> I did not enjoy it, but it was also very incredible to, to get that and that type of validation. Like that was something that I personally have never experienced before in my life, having that specific, that particular pain and at that level of that feeling, you know, in, in that place. And that was interesting to me. That was like a, a, another form of validation to me, which was very, very cool. Um, so that was very neat to see. It was neat to see that I was able to tap into someone that she knew. For, for Tim, when he came through, he was able to deliver beautiful messages to me. He was able to answer questions that she had, um, which I think is so important and such, such a big part of our healing process as humans when we lose someone. Um, that we cared about, that we loved, that, you know, was an important part of our lives, no matter how big or small, I think that there is such a big amount of healing that can come from having questions answered that we're left wondering when you go, right? So, and, you know, before I had started this session, started this reading, I had gone in with the intention and the prayer that, you know, I didn't care how right or wrong I was. All I wanted to be able to do was to provide just one piece of healing for her. Anything outside of that, you know, I'll take it or leave it. I, you know, but if I could just help her heal even the slightest, right? And that prayer that intention was answered and so beautifully. And I think that that, you know, it it was just a wonderful, beautiful confirmation to me that this is, you know, what I'm here to do, how I can help people. Even if the first person that comes through, you know, you, you don't know who it is, or even if the last person that comes through, you don't know who it is, there is something to be found there in, in healing. And I think that that is so, so wonderful and so powerful. Um, so through all of this, what I learned in my very first practice reading and, um, also my first assignment essentially into tapping into this connection, um, there are three big takeaways for me that I learned that may help you along in your journey. And whether that is as a reader or as a sitter, um, but the first thing is, is that spirit only has the boundaries that you give. So what I mean by that is that you can literally pick up or access anything as long as you're open to just believing that you can, right? Believing in the possibility. It's not this like, 
I have to know like deep in my bones, like all the way through to my soul that I can do this because I didn't have that. Right. I was like, Oh great. What? Like we're going to, we're starting this now. It's like, I just started this program. Like, why are we, there's no way I I can't do this, (laughs) but I was open to the possibility that maybe something would come through. Maybe I wasn't expecting it, but I was open to the possibility, right? And so with that, we have our mindset. We have our boundaries that we, we set ourselves saying like, I can't do this. I can't make that happen. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not special enough. I am new. I don't know what I'm doing. All of these things, right? And those boundaries, those limitations prevent us from being able to access what is meant for us to access, what's out there, what's open to us, right? So it's really just about you letting go of your boundaries and your limitations and just being open to the possibility, open to potentially believing maybe you can do this, right? Maybe this is possible. The second thing that I learned is that seeing isn't always believing. And that was so evident to me in that first half of the first practice reading that I did, because here I am getting, you know, this clear image and these things coming through, you know, these, um, like individual images themselves coming through to me that I'm relaying to my sitter. And she is like, Nope, Nope, Nope. I have no idea who this is. No idea. You know, (laughs) I don't know what a Jeep Wagoneer is. I have no idea. You know, I've never seen anyone like this before, you know, yada, 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 like all these things. Right. And that could have knocked me on my ass. That could have kept me from, accessing Tim or even asking, right? Even being brave enough to ask and not letting my ego get in the way of, I'm not going to ask for a name. I'm just, you know, like, I'm not going to set those limitations on myself. Um, I could have taken that and, and turned that into a lot of doubt, right? And instead I decided to move forward and see what happened. And then Tim came through and I was able to really get that confirmation. But ultimately, had Tim not come through, yeah, honestly, I would have second guessed the shit out of what I saw and experienced from that first half of the reading because I didn't have any human validation that what I saw was right. And that's what we're looking for as humans, right? Human validation. Because we can see things and hear things all day long, but according to the outside world, that just means we're crazy. Um, (laughs) But if we have someone there to validate what we're seeing, what we're experiencing, what we're feeling, what we're hearing, then that changes it, right? Makes it possible. So seeing isn't always believing. Sometimes you just have to blindly believe that what you're getting is what you're getting, right? And then the third thing that I got from this, the the third lesson that I took away from this first experience was that messages don't always come when we're like quote unquote ready, right? Sometimes the world of spirit gives us things beforehand. Sometimes these messages show up early for us so that we can be better prepared for something that's coming up ahead that we can't see yet, but spirit can. I know I have experienced this in my own life and I've been given information or been given um, 
you know, things that don't quite make sense, but later they correlate. If you've ever thought, okay, um, someone recommended this book, I should go buy the book. And then you buy the book and you never touch it, right? But then, like, ways down the road, you're like, I need this book right now. And you pick it up and it's the, it's like divine timing. It's exactly what you needed at exactly that moment. It's kind of like that. And spirit does that too. So just because if, if you are a reader or a sitter, if you get something coming through that you don't understand, or you don't know what it, what it means, or you don't know who that soul is, that's okay. There is a message for you there somewhere. And you may not know it today and you may not know it tomorrow and it may not happen until three years from now. Who knows? But just kind of keep it in your back pocket, right? There's a reason that that showed up. Sometimes that reason is, you know, as big as like, we're preparing you for a massive life changing event, right? And you're going to need this person or this knowledge when that time happens. And sometimes it's, you know, as simple as I just wanted to say hi, right? You find out about a family member that you didn't know you have and um, you get to, to learn about them and, you know, hear things about their life and they were just there to smile and encourage you, right? Like, it doesn't matter what it is. They're showing up when they're showing up for a reason. So it's, it's not our job to try to figure out and control what that reason is, but it's our job to just be open to keeping that in our back pocket and seeing what comes up down the road because sometimes they do give us things in advance to save for later, right? Okay, so that is the end of a very uh, long first episode, Um, but I will be back with episode two and I will talk about my second reading experience, which was so fun, so funny, Um, and... It'll be very interesting to hear. Don't forget about the name Tem. Keep that in mind, but um, that won't be in the next episode. That will be in another following. But anyway, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I will see you back here next week. Thanks for coming along for the journey.